and Texas are involved in the meetings, they wouldn't be involved in anything. That is kind of strange, huh, that OU and Texas are still a part of these meetings in media days? <laughs> yeah, it is, uh, it is a little bizarre. It's like, technically, you know, that is who, uh, who is paying their bills and where they're playing football for the next year or two, so you can't, like, just completely, uh, you know, go senior mode and tune out or anything. But, yeah, it does make a very weird situation. I guess I, we'll, we'll go into that and we'll eventually get to the recruiting aspect specifically because SEC Media Day starts on Monday. And Brian Kelly and Three Tigers are going to go with him there as well. But obviously the storylines, I, I have to imagine, Brody, start with conference realignment, right? What the uh, Big Ten has done by getting USC and UCLA and possibly the next moves that the SEC and Big Ten do. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that is the pretty much the foundational thing that matters in college football right now, both for its long-term success or its failure or or just what it's going to look like. I mean, there is an arms race going on, and SEC is at the forefront of it. It's not, you know, the main mover behind the scenes of everything. So I do think you're right. And, Greg, thank you, Sakai, who probably will not tell us very much at all. But still, no, I mean, you're not wrong. That is all anyone wants to talk about, and it's really just – these are un, not unprecedented times because realignment sure. happens every five to ten years. But in terms of what we might be headed toward, yes, this is uh, unprecedented. And, Brody, when you speak to people in, in your field, the industry, or what have you, what, what do you get feedback-wise, perhaps, when I mention these schools? Let's start with NEACC, um, North Carolina, Clemson, maybe Miami. Yeah, I think I think those are schools that people will want from what I gather. You know, I mean, it, it's I think the tricky thing is kind of figuring out where they fit. Those those are all, for the most part, really good academic schools. So they fit into what the Big Ten kind of likes to pride themselves on. But then you get in this thing of kind of also the cultural fit, for lack of a better term, of like a Clemson already feels like an SEC football program. Miami kind of does too. And shoot, Miami almost feels like a, I'm trying to, almost like a little bit like when A&M came to the SEC 10 years ago of like, man, you put them with an SEC link oh, wow, I really wonder what that can do, especially with what Cristobal's doing and all that. So, yeah, I think those are ones that are absolutely getting monitored, and, and Greg Sankey is definitely kind of right. probably feeling out right now. Yeah, Miami makes a lot of sense. I heard somebody on ESPN mention that last week, and I'm like, hmm, that makes sense because Clemson has had success recently with football. But when you look at the U, not only football, brand, the name, they played in NFL Stadium, Brody. That's got to excite SEC schools when you think about it from that perspective. The baseball program has won championships. Yep. They go to Omaha, and then they're building another new basketball arena over there as well. So that kind of you know helps tie to what you're growing on the court as an SEC program. But does it all hinge or matter until we decide or see what they decide and what Notre Dame does? Yeah, Notre Dame is definitely the big uh, catalyst, for lack of a better way to put it right now, because... Big Ten is not making any other moves right now until it knows what Notre Dame is doing. So that means your Oregon's and Washington's that, from what we understand, would like to join the Big Ten, they're still in basically this waiting game because, you know, Notre Dame is the priority. You have to figure that out first. And then, you know, if Notre Dame goes there, what move does that spark the SEC to need to make to keep this arms race going? Or does the SEC need to do that? I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is a fascinating one, and that's a – you know, decades-long debate of what they need because I think for a long time I'm probably on the side of people arguing they don't need a conference at all. They're getting money out the wazoo anyway. Right. Their brand is powerful. They never needed it. But if this becomes what it seems like it's headed toward, then for the first time ever it's fair to say they do need a conference probably mm-hmm. because if it really does hypothetically get headed toward two super conferences or three, then being in a conference is everything when it comes to the playoff and all that. We're already seeing the the, the most likely 12-team format that's been out there for a year, hypothetically, that already has a bigger bonus for if that does happen, hypothetically. Right. That that has a bigger bonus for conference title winners because they get the buy, things like that. You're seeing the college football world slowly move to a place where Notre Dame kind of needs a conference. But still, I think they have pride and a lot of reasons they might try to avoid it. Speaking with Brody Miller, the Athletic covers the LSU Tigers. We'll get to them here in a quick sec. One final 30-second bit here. I mean, do you think we eventually see two 20 super mega conferences, as Nick Saban called them? I do, just because, just one, history, two, money, three. I, I always go back to the fact that, uh, 
you know, and, and my colleague Andy Staples was the first to point this out, but Greg's one of Greg Sankey's favorite books is The Club, the book basically detailing how English soccer went from basically just a bunch of kind of different divisions into 1992 going rogue and creating the Premier League, and that is so similar to what you are seeing Sankey and the Big Ten do these last few years and moving mm-hmm. toward this, hey, why are you know, the top of college football basically getting the same benefits as the bottom and why why are they not, you know, in a, a field that benefits them more. And, I, yeah, so I do think it just feels like it's going to head more and more toward this NFLification of college football where it's, you know, all the power teams in one conference and everyone's going, like, 9-3 and three and making a playoffs, which is what I hate, but I, it just feels like it's going that way. That makes a lot of sense, especially when you use that analogy in comparison. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's become the premier, you know, place to go watch soccer in all the world where the teams are and that's where all that yeah. money is spent and that's where all the players make it good point all right brody specifically about the lsu tigers it seems like the month of july has been something else the top two state uh in-state running backs seem to have chosen the tigers he got a georgia kid i love how he's went from jojo to spelling it like joe burrow has done <laughs> as well uh, what, what what's happened what's changed like why why so much action so far the last couple of, of, of weeks here yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the main answer is purely that you, know, you have a new coach that people are still feeling out, figuring out, and then June, really for every program in the country, right, is when things really get rolling for the next year cycle. That's when everyone's on campus, going on visits, doing camps, all that stuff. So it's when these, you know, basically it's when all these players figure out what they actually think of Brian Kelly or an LSU or all these staffers and all of that. So I think it always made sense that June, and I, I think I even wrote last week in May, like everything is going to get figured out in June just because of that. That's basically exactly what happened. Finish up June and July 1st comes, and that's when everyone's making their announcements, and all of a sudden you see this big roll. Now, in terms of kind of the how and all that, I think what you're seeing right now with this really good-looking class, I think it's 15 commits right now, I want to say 12 are out of state, but most of those are the top players, is you're seeing – a staff of kind of national guys, right? You know, whether it's Kelly, Brian Polian, or but Jamar Kane from Oklahoma, all these guys, Cortez Hankton from Georgia, a big group of staffers that have been recruiting nationally for, for years now, and that's where most of their relationships are, right? So you go into this cycle, yes, you are still trying to own your Louisiana kids, all that, but still, you're playing catch-up a bit with those Louisiana kids, and you are seeing, you know, Dude, Jamar Kane's a great example, had such national relationships on edge rushers and defensive linemen, right. and those are the guys that are landing right now. So, I mean, there's probably a further discussion. I'm sure you're going to ask me about the Louisiana kids thing, but I think you're seeing a, a national staff bring in national players. Yeah, you know, I was asked yesterday by Juan Kincaid on there. I was on Fox 8 Overtime, and he said, you know, what, what's up with the Louisiana things? I said, I to me, it just makes sense about relationships. Not, not only, yep. I mean, it's everywhere, Brody, but exactly. especially in this state, man. Everybody likes to say, I got a hookup. I got a guy. I know a guy. And that's what <laughs> recruiting is in this state with the high school coaches, right? And when Brian Kelly came in, he, he cleaned house. He, he removed yep. people that high school coaches knew that they could text that when you see them, you hug, you give dap, you, you, you talk about family, know who they are. So, there's a little kind of a re-earning that trust a bit. So along those lines, though, can you even put a value to what Frank Wilson has met coming back? Yeah, I, one, I mean, absolutely. I don't think you can, and I think that's going to be so important. But the tricky thing, and this is to your exact point, I don't think, and I always have to preface this with, I am not, like, defending because, yeah, I mean, if come 2024, hypothetically, they're still only landing, say, like, half of those top down Louisiana kids, okay, yeah, no, no, that's a problem, and you have to have a very big discussion. Like, that's an issue. But it's like you still just have to have context, right? When I know you're agreeing, I think, like, 2023, it's just you're still, you know, that's still a relationship that probably was being built back in 21, right, or 20. You don't you don't just get to hop in and have a year and be like, oh, now I'm going to catch up with all these guys. And first off, they're still going to land a very good handful of these guys, right? You're already seeing it. They're going to do – the Louisiana class is going to be solved. They're in good position with Shelton Sampson, the five-star receiver, a bunch of others. But, yeah, with a lot of these guys, whether it be the quarterbacks or Derek Williams, the five-star safety or the linebackers, yeah, they're in it. They're doing a good job from all indications I've gathered of catching up, but they're just playing from behind. And I think from what I, everything I've heard is 2024, they're in really good shape in Louisiana, which is kind of what you'd expect. That's the first class that's like you really have been with them from the start. And so I think as long as you bring in a very national class this year that, by the way, all indications look like it's still going to be a top, I don't know, eight, nine class in the country, yeah. and, and it's good, 
and then you go into 2024, and then you are rolling to what it might look like more realistically normally, then, yeah, fans should be calm and just give them the benefit of the doubt. But say, yeah, 24, you're still missing on Louisiana kids. Fans will have every right to be angry. So when you take a look at SEC Media Days, Brody, as we begin to wrap up here, the top storylines will be, obviously, conference realignment. I think it's interesting the conference uh, put a day in between when Nick Saban and Fisher speak on Tuesday and Thursday. So yeah. they're separated yeah. by a day. But, look, I, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, the preseason conference rankings or, or predictions are going to come out from the writers. And I think when you don't know who your quarterback is just yet and the fact that you're not bringing a quarterback, I think it's going to be a reason why LSU is not going to be – seemed favorably to finish high in the West because, again, you don't know who your quarterback is, or do they? Or do, does Brian Keller really not know? I, I don't think they know. And But, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think we're also entering a, a phase in college football, which is not coming from, I'm not complaining when I say this, of LSU, Ole Miss, a bunch of, I mean, Alabama even to some small extent, a lot of the big schools, like a third of their starting lineup is going to be transfers. And, and that just leads to, yeah, those guys are good, but you just don't know how that transition's going to go. You just don't know how they're going to fit in with a new school, all that stuff. So it's like LSU is a team that, yeah, pre- like I think preseason predictions for LSU and Ole Miss, for example, are kind of pointless because we literally do not know. Like we have so few tangibles, and it's a team that went 11 and 12 the last two years. So it's like you'd be kind of irresponsible to put them higher than like fourth or third in the West, right? Like that, off the data we have, that would be insane. But it's also like there's scenarios where they did patch a lot of holes and they're the second best team in the West. Like neither of those are wrong to think, but we just don't know. And then you add in the quarterback part, absolutely. It's just, it's tough. I guess there's, you know, if you're asking me, I think I'm a believer that all three of these quarterbacks give you at least a B, B-plus starter. So it's like maybe you, you do give them the benefit of the doubt and put them, say, third in the West. Right. But it's just just so much unknown from the line to the secondary to everywhere. I know what I'm saying here, but hear me out. Is Jack Bash <laughs> the most popular LSU player going into this season? I know I know Boutte is I mean, he's, he's the NFL prospect. I get it. But yeah. it, it, it like Jack seems to be – like the face of LSU football right now, like a fan favorite. He's fun to talk to. Am I wrong with that? I don't think you are wrong. And I think there's some very complicated uh, reasons we could go into. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I do think there's something there. One, you're right. It's just the guy's very – I mean, anyone who's talked to Jack Bash for more than 30 seconds knows this kid is personable. Right. He is just earnest. Like, earnest is the word, I think. Like, there's nothing about that is – it is so sincere fear his belief and all these things about you know college football and life and everything so i think that's part of it and the way he played last year just won so many people over even the storyline you know the the three star who barely got found at the last second because they were recruiting walker howard and then they're like we love this kid you know there, i think that you're you're right on i think there's something to that there's also a little element that i will <laughs> i will say it's uh the deceptively fast element uh that i, <laughs> I think factors in sometimes with these things yes. but i am going to leave that one like for that. uh other people that's why you're a professional writer. Uh, there's no doubt about the, the the best way to describe and accurately depict something. Um, I'm excited. I, I I think there's so many different storylines on it, and I get it. And at the end of the year, um, or at the I guess at the end of the day, it's the competition you're going to see. I I think it's going to be a competitive SEC schedule this year. I I really honestly do. Don't you? Like I I I think yeah. Bama. You know, you've had those seasons where it's just it's beatings on every day. I, I kind of see a lot of the teams picking up their – like, I'm excited to see what Billy Napier's going to do in Florida. I don't think yep. the East is just going to be a, a cakewalk for Georgia, huh? Yeah, I think I mainly agree with you. I, I, I am on the side of people who do think Alabama's going to be a juggernaut this year. I just think yeah. that defense is going to be scary, plus Bryce Young. I, I am all in on Bama. But for everything else outside of that, I am so excited about this season because it does feel like there is not a single team you know for sure – but you could also talk yourself into every team, right? And those are the best years where it's like everyone has hope, but nobody is just a guarantee, and that's fun, right? Yeah, because I'm with you. I'm the Kelly versus Napier thing these next five years is yeah. going to be incredible to follow. Or A&M is so talented, but a lot of their main talent's kind of young, so, like, should we be assuming they're great? I don't quite know. Um, yeah, Ole Miss is similar where it's, like, similar to LSU where it's, they are so talented, but it's, like, all transfers, so – just can't be sure it's going to happen that seamlessly. I, I love this season. And then Auburn is just this fascinating 
roller coaster flying right. into the sun of the Brian Carson. <laughs> like, it's like Auburn's not a bad football team, but the yeah. program's in such a mess that yeah. I just don't, like, I have no idea. So, no, I'm with you. These are my favorite kind of years. Not suggesting how you should cover it, but maybe just for fun, for us that, that follow it and read your stuff, maybe like once a week, kind of cover it or do like little capsules as you would reviewing, say, Real Housewives. Because it's a reality <laughs> show. All the coaches have insane personalities. There's something, each fan base is just, I mean, delusional, right? I mean, they, they just, everyone's yep. just upset and mad or at one another. You could almost argue the case that there's many rivalries or real rivalries, which each one, right? Now you had Bama and, and, and A&M, the lane train. I just love how he announced his extension, pulling out opening his BMW. I just, I, th- it really is like <laughs> the housewives. It's like a reality show. I am going to do, once a week, just like play some some music in the background or something, and just you know promote it. Like, uh, what's the guy's name that does all you know the reality shows? They do the sit down, right? When you bring them together, yep. that, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I love it. I think that's a great idea because it is. We'll do that. I'll have you product. on once a week, and we'll talk about it like that. Not even real X's and O's, just the lives of SEC West coaches. <laughs> Count me in. Sounds good. Thank you for your time, Brody. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks, Zoe. Yep, as always, appreciate it. Uh, we'll go to North Louisiana. Sean Fox, he helps the show up there. And we'll see what he's doing. The sports Hangover at ESPN New Orleans. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina Knotless Dyneema, Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at AlerioBros.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you, Terminix Tough! What would you say you do here? Sports, sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I apologize in downgrading your next phone conversation. Mr. Sean Fox at Fox 4 Sports Talk. It's the way to follow you over on Twitter. You can catch your show occasionally at some point during the day, maybe even sometimes at night, over 97.7 Sports Talk in Fun Row, Louisiana. Um, You have Coach... You, you have Kim's number, Mulkey's number. I mean, that's you know, it's pretty impressive. I, I might have heard of her. Yeah, might have heard. Of Gus, her. I, I have a, I have acquired in the twenty years of radio a pretty uh, interesting rolodex of numbers. Uh, uh, now half of them don't work, or they blocked me. But yes, it is. It is like <laughs> nice to show, like, hey, look who's on that. Like, I've got Dak Prescott's number, but he, I think he's changed it seventeen times since I, I he was. Think you're, I don't think that haunt in high school. Though. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. doubt about it. I'll so. say this though, you know, normally the summertime, Sean, we're, we're well, we're, we're making up, you know, brackets Lit. of movies, best serial killer, you know, biggest, go- whatever. But dude, when you look at some of the 
I call it off-season news and stuff, whether it's LSU or even Tulane or whatever that's happened. You look at what the Pels have been able to do and go into it. Sean, two weeks from today, when you and I talk, you'll be asking me, what did I see at Saints practice number one in training camp, which is hard to believe. And that's what I love about this. we got two weeks, and then football really starts um, coverage-wise. It's so funny that you mentioned that because I actually was going to start with something similar where, you know, usually, and everybody who's not in our line of work, oh, man, the summertime must be hard. It's the dead zone. And when we first started doing this, I will admit, like, it was hard. But we have been filled with, like, big-time news that's taken up a large portion of our shows. This is the first week where it really felt like, oh, damn, it's the summertime. Like, I, <laughs> how many more weeks till we get to camp? Yeah. Two? We're almost there. Like, this Same. this is the first time where it's felt like an absolute grind. But you know what? It's uh, We could be doing something else, and, and I love it. But, yeah, yeah. like, the, the, the big thing is, like, we, we've got Pelican Summer League. And I love how the NBA just seamlessly goes from end of the regular season, playoffs, finals. Oh, a week and a half later, here's your draft. And <laughs> guess what? You get to see these guys a week after that. They're going to go play in Vegas. It's uh, it's almost like the basketball season never really ends. No, it's they're doing their best to be like the NFL, and there's a lot of different storylines to get into that, including here, obviously, New Orleans losing a draft pick for the season, E.J. Liddell, which was tough to see. But Trey Murphy looking like a guy that you know can really maybe elevate uh, his play next season. So we've been following that. But I want to ask you one NBA thing, and then I want to ask something that – I think it's tailor-made for Sean Fox. Good, because I want to ask you something. Okay, okay. go ahead. So yeah. here's my NBA thing to you. He is he brought up yesterday. They're discussing the in-season tournament to be played in December. It'll be part of the regular season schedule. And it could likely reduce the season from 82 to 78 so they can have this happen. It'll be pool play. The top teams record-wise, it kind of advanced to the next round. And then the final four will be played at a neutral site. So it could be played in Kansas City. It could be played somewhere else that doesn't have an NBA team in order to sort of, um, you know, make it bigger and things like that, a.k.a. make more money. What do you think of that as a fan? Are you in? I think it's a terrible idea. What's, what do you win for winning it? What's, what's, the, what's the prize? You win the NBA championship? No, you you might you might get a million dollars per player. But, but, but how, does, how does a player making a million extra dollars help me? Make me feel good. <laughs> I, I mean, if it's going to help okay. you with a playoff spot, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, no, like I, I I thought I wouldn't like the play-in tournament at the end of the game year, but not just the Pelicans. Like I've grown to appreciate that. That's that's meaningful basketball at the end of the year. That there's something tangible at the end. It's oh. Your season gets to stay alive, and you make it. I mean, it's think about it, the Pelicans were really in the playoffs for like three weeks. Um, I thought that was very, very interesting and entertaining. I, I, I was just myself, uh, Gus, to, to bring up like, what is the point besides the players making more money as a fan to get excited about this NBA midseason tournament? And I can't find anything that would, I mean, okay, the players make more money, and yeah, that really interests me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. They tell me there's a playoff spot on the line. Hey, guess what? If you win that, you could be the one seed. All right. That's I'm what in. I was thinking. I wonder yeah. if you could sort of tie it into where you win that, then you're, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. Maybe that gives you protection if you lose a player to injury or you can rest play. I don't know. Whatever. But it is interesting to sort of see how they, they kind of want to go do that. All right. Uh, I only got five minutes here. I can maybe go an extra minute or two, but th- this seemed like a Sean Fox topic. Oh. So I'm sitting on the couch last night, scrolling through things, you know, catching up, and uh, and there's a story. BMW does this already overseas, like England and stuff of like that. So you you buy a BMW, Sean, because you know you're 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 much more popular to me. So you make that kind of money. The next BMW you buy likely will come with heated seats, right? More than likely, most cars come with heated or ventilated seats now. If you buy like middle to upper level model. Well, they're going to charge you $18 a month now subscription to actually use those heated seats. And I'm sitting there going, let me get this straight. So I buy the car. It comes with all these different things. But but now to actually use the features in the car, I have to pay monthly subscriptions. As ridiculous as it sounds, Sean. I then started thinking, I just got done flying like three times this summer, and I paid a different price because I sat in the middle aisle or window with Carver. 
I have to pay for my bags to fly, which should be part of the flight. So I started thinking, if this kind of line of thinking comes to the world of sports, what in-game and in-home experience could you possibly see that will make you incredulous that they would charge you for? Well, the, the the first thing about the BMW, the 2009 Toyota Corolla with hail damage, would love to know that it got paired to a BMW today. Uh, that's sure to be very excited about that. Uh, with hail damage, huh? that's, but it is like it that. is paid yeah. off. And listen, <laughs> it is paid off. That's the most important thing, Gus. I think what we're learning is what you're saying. Uh, what's going on? And again, not to get political, but with this economy, that we're starting to learn what's important. And what's not, and uh, what we're willing to spend our money on. Um, you're asking where would I draw the line mm-hmm. about? Well, let, let's say I, I think you sent me something earlier, and I've been racking my brain about this all day. Is if they started to charge me for play by play? I did. I I, 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 mean, I put to you, and I sent to you. I'm like, what and I if? do play by play for a living, but that's right. Just, supposed to be part of the experience well, of you know the what? game the, the that league, comes along with it. The network pays the league to carry the game. It's fantastic. Here's a camera still shot from the press box. Occasionally we'll show you each end zone. But if you want, Sean Fox and Gus Cattengelty present the game for you. That's going to be an extra $2 a game. That comes with replay. That comes with commentary, the sideline reporting, what the coaches think, stats, etc. All of that. I mean, I dude, again, I could. here's the thing. There, it, Goodell said last week that a streaming service will have the Sunday ticket. Well, it's probably likely reportedly going to be three to four billion is what that company is going to have to pay. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, they're going to have to make that back. <laughs> so, 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 so here's my thing, Gus. Instead of taking away and hey, you're going to pay for something that you've already become accustomed to having. And well, I know in a lot of well, ways, well, That's my heated seats work on my Nissan. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> but what are you going to make me do? Actually, like, what can you give to me even more there to go. enhance my experience that I don't already have? Mm-hmm. For example, what if I paid an extra five dollars a game? And and, and you have to. And I know we can think about players, um, you know, other coaches hearing it or things like that. But listen, there's I've it's probably delayed. It. But Hey, yep. I can hear yep. the actual play yep. that's being called. Yep, I want what, coach how, right. Yep. Yes, how can you take me so far into the game where I actually feel like I'm a part of it? Hey, what if not only did I get to hear the play called, I get the camera perspective in some way, and I know it, it, you don't want it big and bulky, but I see what the quarterback's seeing. He's almost got essentially a GoPro on his helmet, and mm-hmm. I see everything he sees at the line of scrimmage why he calls the plays, and I heard the call that was uh, brought in, and I see how it's executed. And I see what he's looking at. Oh, here's why he audible. Mm-hmm. Why are you – make me a smarter football consumer. I like that. Instead of taking things away from me, mm-hmm. why don't you enhance the product and make me want to pay a little okay. bit more? I like that. And along the lines will go to in-game what I thought maybe you could possibly see because, again, using the airline scenario um, – I went to Monster Jam this week. My seats were in the middle of the aisle. I had to get up and kind of look through people to go over to go to the bathroom. What if you added extra two, three dollars if you're the first six seats closer to the aisle? So you don't have to worry about going over other people. And also, you and I have wives. That line tends to be a little longer than me and Carver. What if for an extra five dollars, sort of like a Disney, you know very well about this, the genie, uh, no, what about if fast pass you to the bathroom or fast pass you to a gate? Uh, gate A plus, where you can literally show up at 11.55. You have a parking spot. You go right on in. Hello, Mr. Fox. How you guys are doing? You don't have to go up to the ramp. You go straight to where your section and your seat is. I think things like that I could see. You know, a, a quicker line on concessions, uh, a bathroom that's capped at a number of people so it's not as long a line or dirty and closing and close, closer seating to the aisle so you don't have to go over people. I, I could see surcharges yeah. or extra charges coming there. You clearly know something I don't know, Gus, because this sounds like this. This almost sounds like you know something's about to happen because it, it, what you're saying, yeah, makes too much sense. And, and I'll tell you, for those who haven't been to Disney, and listen, you're going to pay right because you're already in it. Um, I, I paid basically seventy five dollars to ride. So 
soaring this year. <laughs> in addition to paying for the park, all yes. the things I had, yes. like, oh, but, but hey, for that $75 I paid for five people, Guess what? I didn't have to wait the two and a half hour long. You didn't, you didn't have to wait. Exactly. <laughs> and you're thanking them. Here, take my $75. Oh, oh that's so. Thank God, because I don't have to hear the wife complain about how much a wife's worse than a kid. But yeah, would, would I be willing yeah. to pay? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's got to live. But hey. You would. Uh, uh, an extra. Well, here's what, here's what I don't like about going to games. Two mm-hmm. things. The line in the bathroom. Yep. Line to get concessions. And, line and I can't. In and out. And I can't really see other things that are going on. Listen, you if you something. could, if you could make it to where for an extra hundred bucks a ticket, I don't miss the game at all. Going to the bathroom. Yep. I mean, hardly. I, I can go to the bathroom during the during the timeout and make it yep. back in time. I can go to the concession stand, get a beer, and oh, by the way, hey, what if you give me a mini TV on the back of the seat in front of me, yeah. so at least I could keep up with stats and things that are going on across the NFL? Yeah. You know what? You know, Would I pay a little bit more? Probably yeah. so. Uh, Mrs. Benson can thank me later. Call it Black and Gold Plus. You can take that one section of Gate 5 where you park that has the on-ramp to the interstate and make that exclusive for the first half hour to get out of the game, too, so you can go in and out without any traffic, go right through a gate where it puts you right into a section where you're going to sit. You have your own bathroom. You have your own area, kind of like the poor man stadium club. But if you do that, Black and Gold Plus, you can, you know, you show that you have the app and you show it, you go right to the right side of the concession stand, you know, line, concession stand line. You can go to specific beer places or popcorn places that are labeled black and gold plus, and only you can use it, and only you can purchase from it. That's what I would do. Yes, we're we're already seeing. Yeah. I think this is kind of a way of rolling. And I, I don't know how much you've been paying attention, but if you're willing to pay an extra seventy five dollars. Uh, before the game, man, they've got like premium tailgating with open bar, yeah. celebrity chefs cooking, and yeah. I mean for seventy five bucks, man, you can for for three hours before kickoff, uh, you can eat and drink all you want. It beats the fifty one dollars for three Michelob Ultras I paid for Monster uh, Jam. It kind of <laughs> makes sense, I mean, but just, so I'm everybody can thank right good Pat and Gill for the ticket <laughs> prices that are about <laughs> to get hiked up now. Because I would do it in a heartbeat. I, a tub of popcorn was ten. Three beers was fifty one bucks. I and I was starving when I when I left there for three and a half hours. But, but don't you want but you? I think we've all learned if we have the means, we will pay a little bit more for convenience. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That sounds like a ben, Gus. And all the times we've talked, this might be the most genius thing you've ever said. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, and thank you for returning the favor by upping my ratings. Thank you, Sean. Have a good show today. You're welcome, pal. See you (laughs) you later. I'll talk to you on Friday. Uh, Open segments the rest of the way if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Sports Hangover on ESPN. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by health grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by health grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Dell's Black Friday and July sale is here. Now's your chance to refresh with savings up to $500 off select computers like XPS and select Alienware systems taking performance to the next level with Intel Core processors. Plus, shop special deals on top accessories. Great financing available with a Dell preferred account and free shipping. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Here at NerdWallet, we often see people wrestle with financial decisions. Mike is in the ring, up against his nemesis, Indecision. Mike can't decide the best way to save his money, and Indecision has him boxed in. But wait, Mike tagged in NerdWallet! Let's go. With NerdWallet side-by-side comparisons, you can find a high-yield savings account with interest rates that earn more bank for your buck. So the next time you wrestle with a financial decision, welcome out on top. NerdWallet, the smartest decision for all your financial decisions. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program 
has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. So what say you? Would you, um, would you pay a little extra if uh, you could do, I don't know, black and gold plus, blue and red plus, sort of like Disney Genie or something where you can get access to um, bathrooms that are capped so it's not as many people. So the lines are shorter. Maybe concessions are different. You can skip to the front of the line. Um, would you pay an extra dollar or two to sit closer to the aisle so you don't have to go through a bunch of different people? Would you pay an extra couple bucks per ticket or get a package where you could park, say, that front section of gate five where the exit and on-ramp is uh, exclusively yours and everybody else has to go out via Poydras? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you might you might get the ire of a lot of different fans, but I, I, I just I'm just looking at the salaries, the TV packages, all this other stuff, and it is about maximum. I mean, when when, when people like BMW and airlines, again, I, I've said this already. I at least that I know of right now, you're not paying. You call an Uber, and you put a bag in it, or you get a taxi. I mean, that's kind of what's expected, right? Yet, here we are. We have accepted it. and We pay per seat. Not even part of the plane. Where you sit in the aisle. Well, the row, rather. That still is ridiculous. Now you want a window. It's an extra ten bucks. You like that aisle? It's an extra five. Leg room? Not everybody can have it. It's a premium. It's premium. Yeah, but you put the seats that way. I get it. I did it on purpose. You want some snacks? I can get you some snacks. It's going to cost you. I mean, again, it just, I, I read that my first reaction was, are you really charging me to use the heated seats that I bought part of the car? Like, that's an option. It's not like the base model comes with those things. I remember a couple years ago when I had one, turned my car in for the oil change, had a buddy at the dealership. He was like, here. Drop the Maxima. It was the Platinum. I'm like, what is that I'm feeling? Ventilated seats. Air-conditioned Heine. Woo! I was like, that's right. I've arrived. Can you imagine you have all those features, though? And you're charged for it? As a monthly subscription? I don't know about you. I'm already, unfortunately, part of this and that and that service and this service for... This set of uh, cartoons and that set of this. We got to watch these movies. And my wife likes to watch this series. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I honestly don't know the amount of subscriptions I have. It, it's over half a dozen. So I couldn't imagine, you know, the keyless entry feature that my car comes with. Uh, you know, you, you like that, don't you? It's going to be about 12 bucks a month if you like that. I just, I, when I saw that, and then at the same time, I went, well, we kind of see that everywhere else, don't we? We kind of do. Mark, thank you for calling the Sports Hangover. Sir, how are you today, man? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I've avoided raindrops so far today, so you know, that makes it a good day. I hear thunder, but I don't see any rain. <laughs> I've been hearing yeah. it for a while, but I don't see any. It, it just, it, it went down the, uh, the other side of Homa, so I'm really happy for that. Okay, there you go. You know, so I, we don't go to a lot of games. That's mm-hmm. just you know, going when you you know leaving the bayou to go back to the big city. Sure. Even that's where I grew up and all. No, just can't do it that much. But you know, look, these guys are gonna they're going to they're trying to find the balance mm-hmm. to how much we will actually pay for things, and then when do we stop? Yeah. You know, it's like they realize that you know four sixty five for a gallon of gas got us to stop so now it's just hovering at 420 <laughs> right. you know because we'll still buy it at 420 but yeah. we won't buy it at 460 uh-huh. and you know so you know when they when they're doing that 
um, it is, obviously, you know, they're trying to pay for things. You know, somebody, like you were talking about earlier, is going to have to pay that $1 trillion, you know, deal for the NFL rights in, you know, five or six years. I mean, good God, they're, you know, to, to... the broadcast the NFL is gonna it's gonna be larger than the, the budget of some states. I mean when when you think about it, again, it's projected that likely whether it's Amazon, which Bezos right now apparently is like money's no option. Apple and ESPN are in Disney, right? They're in the works. Disney Plus wants to bring it there, Apple wants to bring it there, they just did a MLS package. And Amazon just picked up the NFL's Thursday games exclusively, brought in Kirk Herbstreet, Al Michaels. I mean, they're, they're making it a production. So it's interesting when you look at it that the projected number is three to four billion dollars. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a lot, you know, that, that you're banking on hoping that what an extra five dollars a month from people, twelve dollars a month from people, Eventually winds up paying is a big gamble, but obviously those numbers, man, those people in, in those markets or in those businesses like the NFL, they're, they're experts at it to project. Yeah, they'll, they'll know. It's, it's why, again, you know, I'm sure when it first got brought up, I, I'm sorry, $16 a beer. Yeah, they'll pay it and they can't keep the fridge, you know, full. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that, that explains a lot why you know some of us just watch the game at home because 100%. the bathroom's clean because I yeah. cleaned it. Yeah, um, you know the couch is perfect because it's been conforming to my butt for a long time. <laughs> yes, memory foam. <laughs> I love it. Memory foam. You couches. know, and look, man. Yeah, I mean, put the memory and memory foam on your own couch. You know, I, I, I then, was um, I was literally talking about it with my wife. We went Sunday to the store because Saturday night we did the Monster Jam thing, and like I said, I'm not. Not, you know, I had a good time, and I'm very thankful and all that stuff. But, I mean, I just, you know, I mean, $51 for three beers is, is pricey. I mean, $10 for popcorn. And I'm sitting there, like, dude, it, it's, you know, you can't go anywhere and entertain me. I, I went and saw Top Gun. You know, I mean, it's, you you go to the movies. I took Carver to go see Buzz Lightyear. It's it's $70. I mean, it's, I mean, anywhere you're going right now, it, it's, it costs you. So, we're walking through the store Sunday, and I'm like, look, there's a 65-inch TV for $400, and it's a 4K ultra-high-def. I mean, you know, so I'm like, right. you know, I got a 50-inch. I'm like, Anna, we could really bring, you know, the movies home. We got all the streaming services, and when Top Gun 2 comes out, I, I got it. I mean, I got the, the, the home theater. Well, let's do it, you know, and but it, it's crazy, man. You're, it's just I, I do think we almost become numb to just the numbers we hear, you know, like it wasn't a deal, a big deal this weekend. Damian Lillard signed a two-year extension for $122 million for two years. He's going to make $61 million per, and it wouldn't even like a blip on a radar. 61. Yeah. <laughs> two years, 122. Two years, 122. And, and, and it wasn't even guaranteed. like... Guaranteed. Yeah. So guaranteed. even if he pulls the Done. Kevin Durant and says, oh, I'm not going to play until you trade me, they well, still pay him $61 the good thing, million. Well, I, I say good thing, but again, the thing that was said, it wasn't about the deal. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't whether or not he deserved it or not. It was, well, you see, that's what today's athlete should be, as he came out at the presser and said, could I win somewhere else? Great, but it wouldn't be fulfilling. I want to do it here. So I guess people overlook that money or that price tag and went, well, at least he wants to do it here. At the end of the day, though, it, it is, I mean, it's, again, 61 per. I mean, that's. I mean, look, dude, I could, I'm, you know, back in the day, I would have played for the Saints and stomped for, for the league minimum. <laughs> right. Well, you everybody know? would today. <laughs> Give me the gear. You know? Give me the gear. I mean, I've I had that. to, well, I had to have been able to tackle yeah. somebody better than Dave Wamer did. Okay. Oh. So, um, but no, dude, it's just, it, it, it makes it very, very difficult. You know, I mean, look, you have, you're a family of three. I'm a family, you know, of, you know, there's five, you know, you try to take five people in your family to a Saints game, you know, and, or to a, or to a Pelicans game. But I love them. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pay the money for the service to stream the Pelicans to my house again. Okay. But. Dude, it's just so much. It's just so much extra when you have to go do all of that. Yeah. You know, just dealing with like you're saying, you know, parking, 
and extra for this, extra for that. Oh, do you want beer? Yes. Oh, do you want your beer at 33 degrees instead of 38? That'll be an extra $5 per beer, please. Yeah, no, you know, like I said, it's, and, and you'll, it just, you you'll do it and you'll you like know, it. I mean, that's kind of what it boils down to, man. But, uh, you know, like Sean just said it, I mean, when you get the news today of um, the inflation report where it's at, you're going you're to have to start making some decisions and choices, man. There's no doubt about <laughs> no, it. Bye. My wife made them decisions a long time ago. So. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, I've been put on lockdown. There's no more Monday through Friday wine. That's what I got told oh, earlier this weekend. Yeah, my, yeah. Hey, Mark doesn't hit Pro V ones anymore, man. Yeah, so. no, I, uh, I got, I got, I got, I got to wait till the weekend. Apparently, it's the sports hangover <laughs> on ESPN New Orleans. Right, Final segment right, next. Take care, buddy. seven of us. That's right, seven. I'm Addie Ramsey. I'm Wesley Ramsey Jr. I'm Caroline Ramsey. And I'm her brother, Jackson. I'm Julia Ramsey. And I'm Roberta Wyatt. And now I'm pointing at our sister, Emmeline, because she's only one year old and she can't talk yet. Wave at the nice people, Emmeline. She's waving at you. Let's all clap for baby Emmeline. Our great-grandfather, Bob Ramsey, taught our grandfather. That Robert Ramsey. And our great Aunt Lori. That's his sister. How to make people happy. And now our fathers, Bobby and Wes, are teaching us how to make people happy too. Because that's what Ramseys do. That's what Ramseys do. That's what Ramseys do. We make people happy. That's what we do. Look everybody, Emmeline's waving again. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes, too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Now let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. It is our number three final segment. Matt Moscone and after further review is coming up next. Tomorrow we'll be over at Katie's Mid-City. Looking forward to seeing you out there as well. We'll have some fun. As, um... Appreciate some of you guys helping out here at ESPN Radio Nola. I've been asking what the the going rate of the Tooth Fairy is. J Fell, what's Carver's smile worth to you? That amount divided by the number of teeth is what uh, he says the going rate is. Ten dollars, Kenny Farrell, the New Orleans Jesters. His uh, his little daughter, just a couple months older than my son. First two, that's uh, high standard there, buddy. Uh, Saul on Twitter, well, inflation, service charge, fuel charge, and taxes. Children are getting 25 cents per tooth. And he forgot the disposal fee. I think he brought it down to nothing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he just said. Chichi get the Yayo 83, sends me a photo of Michael Jordan. He's got large bills in his hands. Says inflation, fellas, got to give the big bucks. So apparently, I got to pay the kid, or I'm sorry, the tooth fairy. Got to do that. Lots of y'all commenting on the in-season tournament. Steve, not not an NBA fan, but I think the format is well thought out. There's an advantage to finishing higher, even if you are in the aren't in the top six, and that's the play-in tournament. That is referring to. I like the play-in tournament. That's why it's been voted to be um, all the way around now. 
Jim Eichenhofer, Pelicans.com, he was kind of saying he could see how this could work or not. He says his idea is first stage is division only. All five teams go to same city and play a four-game round robin over seven days. Host rotates. So New Orleans hosted every five years. In other four years, Pels fans travel to Houston, Memphis, etc. To see their team play four games, six division winners, and two wild cards advance. This would give you an NBA version of the NCAA tur- conference tournament and could be marketed as Rivalry Week. That differentiates it from the rest of the regular season. Teams could promote it as a package that's part of season tickets, guarantee you a ton of Pels fans would be in Houston. It's a good idea. He says, uh, one of the things that he also adds too is that you could generate extra revenue by doing this if you cut the regular season down from 82 games to, say, 74. So it's two birds with one stone. I kind of like this. This makes sense. This is feasible, right? Your divisions are regional. And for the most part, with the teams that are in division, they are easily accessible, quick flights, direct flights. You could do that if you wanted to do it. And to his point, you could market it uh, as part of a select group of season ticket packages just for those games. And you can have that as well. And then you win your division. You go on to face the division winner, you know, in the East and the Central and all that. I, I kind of dig that. I, Jim, I, I think you're on to something there. Maybe we'll uh, we'll chat with Jim Eichenhofer tomorrow about that. Pell's game number three in the Summer League is today, coming up at 5 o'clock. So just about two hours they'll be tipping off. Don't expect to see... Trey Murphy, Najee Marshall, obviously. I mean, Jose Alvarado's, you know, might be there to root some of those guys on. But we'll talk about that tomorrow here as well. Don't forget at Trey, uh, at Katie's tomorrow, we'll have the exclusive football print t-shirts that you can only get at our remotes and also those keychains that have the ESPN logo and Katie's logo on it as well. So feel free to stop on by. We'll see you tomorrow from that aspect of it, including Jordan the Graduate. So we had a lot of guests today, so I didn't get to hear a lot from him tomorrow, but he will be obviously with us as well. Also, we'll take a peek at some of, the, I guess, the, the storylines going into SEC Media Days. And really, as I kind of mentioned it to Brody Miller, who joined us from The Athletic earlier this hour, I, I legitimately think it is almost like a, a real housewives sort of situation scenario, isn't it? Um I mean, each coach, man, it, it, it's crazy. So I'm going to have a little fun with that. You'll see tomorrow we'll kind of talk about each school in the SEC West specifically and um, and talk a little bit about that. Buddy, thank you as always. Jordan, thank you. Thank you as always, though, for tuning us in and listening. Matt Moscona, not the further reviews up next. We'll see you tomorrow at Katie's in Mid-City from 12 to 3, Sports Hangover. On your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Yeah.